here we go. We are at the point end of the uh, Giro d'Italia uh, 2023. Joining me, of course, like this whole race, Dave McKenzie, the great Dave McKenzie. I think we agreed your name was not yeah, uh, Dave McKenzie. Mate, I said nothing. You're, you're <laughs> the one calling it, and I'm just ru- I'm running with it happily. Do, do you know why? Because I probably need a favor somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just start, you're just getting credits. I, look, I get it. I get it. Um, I might start collecting credits. Is it called too. Brownie Points? Yeah, Brownie, brownie Points. points <laughs> credits. Uh, very good to be here. And. Gee, we we always say it, the Giro never disappoints. Yep. It had its fair share of drama and, you know, some riders dropping out that we would have loved to have seen fight on or fight for the finish. But all in all, wow, what a race and what a, what a stage. Yep. That we had, that we just saw in the TT. Absolutely. So the at the minute where we are talking to you, there's still one stage uh, happening tonight uh, on SBS, of course. Uh, this is the final stage in Rome. We assume it's going to be... Okay, we assume Primoz Roglic has won the Giro 2023, but has he? Yeah, just in case you do <laughs> listen to this slightly delayed, you, you know, you're, you're busy over the weekend and you find this late like Monday. Yeah. And Garrett Thomas attacks Roglic and wins. Don't blame us, all right? We're only talking, as you say, in the present time. Yeah. Is this going to be, I'm pretty sure it is, if, if it stays status quo, 14 seconds, that's yeah. the margin, isn't it? Will this be the second shortest margin in the history of yes, Grand Tour? Yes, it will be. Yeah. Uh, the, the previous one was Eddie What was the Merckx. previous one? Eddie Merckx somewhere. I think it, it, there's an Eddie Merckx in the 60s. I can't remember. But, that's but, an, that's but what was Eddie that? What, was, what time was that? Uh, I can't remember. So, it's, it's, this, it's, say the 89 one. 89. 8 seconds. Come on. <laughs> yeah, were you trying to dodge around that? <laughs> Lamont Fignon. Uh, I, 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 honestly, I don't have the data, but we said we're not talking about this. You know? <laughs> so it's got to be... Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's top three... Shortest margins. If, if nothing happens, it's one yeah. of the shortest anyway. It's incredible. How, how, do you, how, how do you feel about it at home? And how do you feel about it, Christoph? As in, mm-hmm. I wanted to see Garrett Thomas win. Yep, me too. But I'm really happy for Primoz Roglic. Both well, of them have had their run of bad luck. Yep. They've had good luck. They've both won Grand Tours. But if you remember yourself, uh, 2020, Planche de Belfi, how Roglic, I mean, of course, you remember how he lost that Tour de France in similar Circumstances, yeah, to Pogacar, yeah, and yes, it's, it's true. For that though, for me, that was that wasn't bad luck. He was just beaten by a better bike rider. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's great that he turned the tables, got the monkey off the back. Maybe yeah. Garrett Thomas crashed out of the Giro. I'll never forget that early on when the mm-hmm. bidden flew back into the his wheel, oh, day two, day three, and he was out, yeah. and he put his whole season around it. So I would have been happy for him to win. Rogs crashed out of tours, you know. He's won three Vuelters, but he's he the Giro was a missing one for him because he's had a couple of goes at it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. I'm, and, I'm happy for the result. And Slovenia, because Slovenia, that's the first time a Slovenian wins the Giro, so now they've got a triptych. They've and, got winners on every uh, every Grand yeah, Tour. Yeah, and how how were the crowds? Because they were so close to Slovenia. Yeah, twenty five k from where uh, Primoz Roglic used to train and compete. Wow, uh, as, oh, a, as a ski jumper. Yes, yeah. I so mean, that home, was basically. the crowds last night were. I was actually worried. You know, I don't know if you were, but I was worried yeah. for uh, Geron Thomas. Yeah. Uh, because you thought at some point, Geron Thomas was the last one to go. Uh, he only took one nutcase. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, not even a. You know, let's. No, let's not. Let's be diplomatic. Let's just call it <laughs> one stray Slovenian national flag through his front yeah, wheel. Just like, you know, That's one, all, mistake. You one know? mistake. <laughs> one mistake. One uh, mistake. I know. No, you, I mean, it is crazy in our sport where you go. You know, you go to the football, you go to, a, you know, AFL or, or football, soccer, as we call it here, 
and you know there's there's security around the whole ground it's yeah. fenced off there's high fences there's security in the stands even like there's a few police officers roaming few italian yeah. police officers <laughs> roaming up and down and there's you know 100,000 spectators half of them are watching the race anyway it's, so. <laughs> yeah, taking photos with yeah. their smartphones i mean it's it's a bonkers sport but it, it the atmosphere was yeah. what a way to finish. And the- actually, let, let's let's rewind back of what the stage that was because when we saw and we saw the route, the route was announced of the Giro. We sort of always knew this was going to be a key stage, and mm. it's almost bonkers to have a stage like this to decide. That was always almost always going to be a decider on this one. Well, remember the way the stage was. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, you could argue there might have been a three-minute margin between first and second, but we probably. Probably all of us presumed that wouldn't happen, and it, it didn't, thankfully, because otherwise the TT would have been a you know not a null and void stage, but mm-hmm. it still would have been good. But the other thing to note, I remember before the start, they talked about potentially having to cut some of the climb out because the teams were not happy that they wouldn't be wouldn't be able to get their team cars up behind yes. their riders. Now they didn't get their team cars up. Well, Did you notice the? I know the bikes the, on the motorbike. Bo- bikes on the back with the motorbike because when Roglic had his mechanical. And I'm seeing the Yumbo Visma guy, and I just wasn't switching on. I'm thinking, why has he got a motorbike helmet on? Yeah. Like, isn't the safe car enough? Isn't the car safe enough? Is it, is it from Daft Punk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, it had everything. It yeah. really did. So that uh, that incident, before we talk about the the helmet change from uh, from uh, Garen Thomas, mm. which was also uh, up for debate, is in, in there. But uh, let's talk about the chain dropping. There was a lot of hype about the bike. Primoz Roglic was going to use or has used for, for the TT. He trialed it the day before in the previous stage. Uh, huge uh, ratio. The gearing ratio was yeah. was huge. What do you make of the, how much of different difference this has brought in to Roglic winning <sighs> this Giro? Well, look, it's all it's all yeah. You know, it's it's a cliche almost in cycling marginal gains. You know, yeah. it's, it, we sort of. We got that saying, I think, from the team's pursuit on the track, mm. you know, and then Ineos and Sky. And but the reality is, it is marginal gains. Mm-hmm. So that 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 term is not going away in our sport. And if anything, it's only going to get going to get tighter and tighter. You know, when you when you're talking over the course of three weeks, fourteen seconds. Yeah. So how much of a difference? Back to your question. Remember, he was uh, behind Guillaume Thomas. Overall, it's forty seconds. Mm. So yes. is that valued? Do you think you value the bike at forty seconds? Well, you can say that. You can. Yeah, let's argue. Yes. I let's can say what I want. Mate. That, that, uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. This is your podcast, so I guess you can. I'll allow you to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's say it gives forty seconds. But then we're going to be deducting seconds with the Ineos bikes, Pinarellos. Yeah. Maybe not 40. Who knows? We might say, okay, we're giving in, uh, the Pinarellos 25 seconds. So, okay, at the end of it all with the, with the high ratio at the back, the single, it was a single chain ring yeah. as well. Yeah, maybe. You know what? What else I don't understand is the bikes at this level, I genuinely don't, and I'm sure there's some techie people out there, he drops his chain. Yeah. Like, we're talking a bike that's worth $15,000. How the hell do you drop your chain? Yeah. Like, I don't... Because the chain must be ceramic. It must be, you know, a ceramic bearing. It's thinner. It's, yeah. yeah, I know. There's all those things. But it is crazy when you think about it. And he dropped it. Now, I know the, the road was a little bit bumpy, but, you know, I mm-hmm. ride around my $4,000 gravel bike. I haven't dropped my chain once. Yeah. And I'm riding around on gravel. And I know I'm not under the 
the extreme pressure on putting the bike under that these guys are now. But the, so it's, it that, comes that, back to the marginal gains. Yeah. You know, it's so the, and the margin for error is less and less and less with these bikes. And, and that brought me to another level of the question: Was this bike almost too sophisticated for the surface, for the road, for the place? Was <sighs> I mean, it was I, it good on a on a perfect road? Yeah, yeah. It, surely it, they're well, not always trying to question it. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. It was on a. It was on the slight. I think it was. Was it on that slight corner? When it was a corner, mm-hmm. it wasn't a tight corner. Maybe the bike's on a tiny angle. I'm looking for minute, you know, yeah. I could be wrong here, but so maybe the bike was slightly leant over, slightly turned in, the road bumped, and at that exact moment, he slightly didn't have the pressure on the chain and it found a way to jump off. You know, that, that's pretty much all it was. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's call it, you know, anyone else has got a better explanation. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing is, he was, you know, when. And, and people at home, you can't see this. I'm gesturing to Christoph, but you know he's on one chainring at the front, and then he's high up the cog. So the chain's on an angle. Yeah, it is naturally on an angle. Big angle, though. Yeah, that's right. But you know, bikes have. Mm-hmm. This has been that. This has been the science with bikes anyway, and the technology. So they have improved it. Um, but also, they could have put a a different size chainring, and I don't mean number of teeth. I mean the size of the teeth. Yeah. Um, I know we're now with gravel bikes, say single chain rings, the teeth are bigger. Therefore, it stops the chain jumping off mm-hmm. most of the time. They might have gone with a smaller tooth because it's weight. Yeah. You know, they, they went, okay, we're, we're saving 50 grams. Then we're putting the carbon seed on. We're saving another 70 grams. We're doing something with the gearing. So we're not, no front derailleur. We're saving another 150 grams. Now, they might have saved half a kilo. On that bike, yeah. you don't know to get them down to what is it, six point seven or who knows? Oh, I don't know. But it, again, it's just those margins, and it almost could have cost him the race, yeah. but it hasn't. But thankfully, we thought he did for a little while. Yeah, for yeah. for a few kilometers, we thought that was it, that was done. Uh, Thomas could not uh, do anything wrong, and Roglic was was out. And but that was, that the was other the thing, thing, the other thing as well, and tell me otherwise. It, it seems to me, uh, uh, unless their timings were out, and I'm talking about. The, the the RCS so that the nah. broadcast no no <laughs> he made it all up in the last yeah. it was like he made up that winning time in the last two kilometers yeah prior to that he was never well he he, he wasn't in the lead no was but he? He, he he was gaining few seconds I think he was four seconds up or five seconds up he was really like you said so he did it all in the last couple of kilometers yeah, but that brings back to the fact that Geraint Thomas probably crumbled and uh, he looked like he did and and Gero he said, said it, it. He, he said he's, he had no legs yeah Gero Gero sort of you know, and as a guy who's been in that peloton at the at the very very highest level, he's going to know better than all of us. He and and he would have been teammates with G, I guess, uh, in his early years, maybe mm-hmm. at Sky. He called it early on. He said he looks like he's labouring. He said, I, I just think he and he he pushing the bigger gears. It's they're so different styles, aren't yeah. they? Um, Roglic is a real peddler, spins the gears. G is actually of Grand Tour winners or guys challenging in the last seven, eight years, he's, he pushes quite big gears, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just his natural style. But Gero called it and he was right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to uh, the winner of uh, the uh, the Giro 2023, Primoz Roglic. Primoz, by 14 seconds, it looks like you are the winner of the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, How do you feel? Just something amazing. Huh? I mean, uh, it's not at the end about uh, yeah, <coughs> the win itself, but uh, about the people and the uh, the energy here, so yeah, incredible. Really, uh, moments to live and to remember. You have had a, a mechanical problem 
Have you feared to lose everything? What happened? Yeah, I dropped the chain. Huh? I mean, it's part of it. I, I didn't fear at all. I put it back and, uh, yeah, I restarted. So, uh, yeah, I just went up. Did you have even more motivation or rage after that? Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure I don't want that this, this, this thing happens. Uh, but, uh, like I said, uh, I could put the chain back on, uh, yeah, and restart. Uh. How much did you feel the help of the crowd? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had the legs uh, and yeah, the people, uh, yeah, they gave me uh, extra watts, so uh, I was just flying, uh, enjoying. What do you expect tomorrow in Rome? What kind of party do you expect tomorrow? Tomorrow, the end of the Giro in Rome? What yeah. do you expect? <laughs> one, more, uh, day to, one more day to go. Uh, one more focus uh, because I think the, the lap is quite uh, hard technical so yeah it's not over till it's not uh, finished but uh, looks good voilà so that was Primoz uh, Roglic there's a rumor I saw around on Twitter so it must be true <laughs> but uh, the 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 a member of the public came to help Primoz Roglic, Roglic. yes uh, it's one of his ex trainer uh, ski jumping You're kidding. Apparently. That's that's a rumor. I don't know. It's on Twitter. That's like that, uh, that there's will, a, uh, there's that's a going to be artic- urban myth. <laughs> there's a few there's a few articles urban on myth. it that is uh, apparently th- there's a name to him and he's he was one of his trainers at the time. Really? So that's... remember that story you told me about uh, who was in the Tour Down Under that uh, found that it was exactly Michael, the same? Well, there's two stories from TDU, but the, the probably the most famous one is because it was Michael Rogers yeah. who actually went on to win. And this is not urban myth. And you can see it. You can Google it on YouTube, people. This is one of... I don't think this has ever happened in cycling. <laughs> yeah, crazy. we have to tell the story. He's going up, uh, I think it was Mengler's Hill, or one of those major climbs, and this was where the race was at in Tour Down Under. His bike effectively breaks on him, and he's on a Colnago Master. He's riding for the um, Quick Step team, uh, Mappe. He was riding for Mappe. Mick stops, and he's like... The, the team cars aren't yeah. behind him because the race is all split up. So the team cars are right back. So he's losing the race. He stops. Literally where he stops, a guy on the side of the road <laughs> has got the exact same Colnago, effectively in team colours. It's bonkers. Same size. And same settings. Same settings, <laughs> same pedals. Yeah. Did not have to change the seat height and had the same pedals. <laughs> Rode it into the finish, which you wouldn't be allowed to do now. No, probably They're not. Changed, yeah. they've changed, you wouldn't be allowed to do that, I wouldn't no. think now. And he got back up and saved the saved his leader's jersey and went on and won the race. Like one, you know, this was in the last couple of days, I think. Yeah, that was phenomenal. And the other one, on a lesser degree, oh, was the American sprinter for Garmin. He's retired now. Tyler Tyler Farrar, Ty, yeah, Tyler Farrar. Tyler Finney. No, no, Tyler oh, Farrar. Okay. Farrar. He was descending. He wasn't there to win the race. Uh, the the one of the climbs at TDU, his shoe broke. Yeah. He stopped. All the car, his team car missed him. Didn't even see him. And it was on the descent. And there was a guy a hundred meters down had the same shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so he borrowed this guy's yeah. shoes and rode the bike into the finish. <laughs> it was bonkers. And this is both at two and a half. So number. it can be Roglic's uh, ex coach. Yeah, being here to it help. totally is. This is what our sport. This, uh, this is what our sport is is, is beautiful. That's why it's so much better than any other sport. <laughs> who wants boring endings? I we don't know. want that. We who want dramatic. Who wants low scoring? You know, I know. Sort of I know. Um, just quick question on the the Garen Thomas and uh, the Roglic uh, 
difference. Uh, we talked a lot about the bike uh, difference. Yeah. What about the skin suit? Mm. Because the question, and it's not me, I'm not uh, being the smart one here, but it's a question that was raised by Philippe Gilbert, the ex-rider. Yeah. And he, he mentioned, and he actually asked the question, um, um, Garen Thomas was not, of course, in a team-issued skin suit. He was on a Santini issued skin suit which is basically the uh, the, the, the pink jersey yep. uh, sponsor. sponsors yep. um, but Yumbo and Roglic was on his best team suit and yep. we can argue that Geraint Thomas wasn't how much of this was a, a difference because you could argue and as again Philippe Gibert saying it not me but I'm relaying this because I think it's a smart discussion to have Geraint Thomas was sweating a lot there was a lot of salt yeah. on, on, his, on his shorts could this be due to the fact that Either he was not having a great Just, day, yeah. or what is the impact of the swim, um, skin suit that is actually not yours? Not you're not trained with it. You haven't you know you haven't worn it that much. You maybe not even know the technology behind it. So he's been okay. So he's been riding in Santini jersey. How, how many days was he in the Magadosa for the last five? But it's not a skin suit, though. No, no. Would, but I'm saying he's, he's not in his Ineos jersey. Yeah. So he's getting used to not wearing an okay. Ineos, you know, brand. And then you're right. He goes to the skin suit. They would have been prepping the skin suit. You would have thought two, three days out mm-hmm. for him. Even if he didn't get it, they would have said, and Ineos would have said, let's let's start prepping a skin suit. So it's perfect. The fact that the, the the thought of the salt, I didn't notice that. I thought he when he crossed the line, he had a lot of salt. That shouldn't have anything to do with no. the skin suit because Santini are a yeah, they're one of the best brand clothing brands in the world, cycling clothing brands. So I don't think that the other element is, and I'm I'm throwing uh, Luke Durbridge into this because he said this to me once um, off mic. I think mm-hmm. he said about the best skin suit opposed to a mediocre one potentially a second a kilometre. And he said the same for a helmet, I believe, a second a kilometre. On flat. Yeah. Now, I would presume that's pretty much only on the flat. What was mm-hmm. it, 30? What was it? What was the TT? 30-odd kilometres? Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. say 30 flat. Mm-hmm. It might have been, I think it might have been a few k's over. Let's say 15 of it was on the flat. So he's lost 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Let's argue. Let's just debate. He did lose... They, was he seven seconds slower than Roglic in the bike change? Yes. Because he changed his helmet too, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So it might have cost him 20, 25. Mm-hmm. Not, and, not 40. And he, and he, well, 20, 25, and he's losing by 14. Yeah. You know, you can debate all that, but the reality is he finished second in the TT. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a shocker. Yeah. I think what we should be saying is Roglic has actually had a blinder. And Roglic had the mechanical too, mm-hmm. which cost him. You know, if you start, if it, it can do your heading. And yeah, this is you and I. Imagine if Garen Thomas or these guys started. <laughs> oh, what if, oh, what if I'd have done that? What if I didn't do this? Yeah, yeah. So I think at the end of it all, you say, look, there's there's a second here, there's a second there each way. Roglic was just better. He yeah. was, be- and he was better than all of them. At the end of the day, though, when you think about it, and you're right, uh, there is a reason why you lose seconds. So you can find a definition yeah. why you lose the seconds. But yeah, if you want to look for it. Yeah, yeah. If you want to look for him, but it doesn't change the fact that you're losing seconds. Mm. So. And G said himself in that interview, you know, it's better to lose. He goes, in some ways, it's better to lose by 14. And I'm thinking, where's he going with this? And he goes, rather than two. Yeah. If it was two seconds, then he might have thought, geez, my, my change, my changeover yeah. with the bikes. I took my time. I, I was too short. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it would get back to him. Well, actually, you were seven seconds slower. Yeah. 14, he's like, Mm-hmm. And he's got to take some solace in the fact that he he uh, was second on the stage. So yeah. he still had a good TT. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's when it's this tight, you, you, we have to talk about this sort of stuff because it's you know there would be no podcast. Fourteen if we didn't seconds, talk about this. <laughs> we'd be shutting up shop otherwise. So we've got to fill our thirty minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, Primoz Roglic, as we speak, is uh, the leader of the Giro, and we think he's going to win uh, the Giro tonight in Rome. We said uh, on the second uh, step of the podium is Geraint Thomas. Let's listen to him. The wrong emotion, but. No, I had a tough day, but at least losing by 14 seconds is kind of uh, better than losing by two, I guess. So, um, and Primoz with his mechanical, he definitely deserved to win today. So, um, but yeah, like I think, as I said before, if I'd been told this uh, back in February, March, even when I was in Catalonia, I'd have probably bitten your hand off. But um, now it's just. Uh, pretty gutting at the minute but I think once it sinks in um, yeah I can definitely be be proud of that so that was Garen Thomas. Of course, he's disappointed. Uh, if we look back at his race, uh, Garen Thomas, he was the solid one in the Ineos outfit uh, because a few of the riders dropped off all around him from his team and, and, and teams around. But Ineos looked very solid. And in that outfit, the, the moment when Theo Gagenhardt went home on this uh, crash yeah. and the, the, the hip uh, fracture that he had... Um, it's not like Geraint Thomas had to step up. He was already there. He was, it was a dual leadership, yeah. but you could feel that the team really gelled around him. Yeah, and doesn't it just show that, you know, there was question marks about, you know, there was maybe, and maybe it was a bit of um, hype from media, you know, um, saying, oh, you know, prior to the Giro, prior, prior, you know, prior to the start of the year, is Geraint Thomas as motivated? Is he going to stay with Ineos? Is he going to leave? Is yeah. he going to retire? Maybe he's done. That's fair enough, but he's done. He's, you know, he's not done. He's rock solid and he almost wins the Giro, you know. Yeah. He holds the jersey until the final day, effectively. So, yeah, you're right. He, he absolutely stood tall and mighty and he stood tall and mighty on a number of levels, his experience, so they trusted him. Mm-hmm. Once once Teo was gone, they went, okay, it's you, G. Can you can you take this on your shoulders? And he was like, of course I can. Yeah. I've won the Tour de France. <laughs> you know, it's, it was. I think he had a few flowery words in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> but it was pretty. Um, yeah, it was pretty impressive by him. He showed that he showed that he's not done. Yeah. And at thirty seven, you know, we, we were. I think maybe I jinxed him by saying he was going to be become the oldest yeah. winner mm-hmm. of the Giro if he'd you know won the TT and gone on to win the race. He won't be now. But gee, you know, to finish second at the age of thirty seven in the Giro is pretty yeah, monumental. Absolutely. Uh, because as the moment we speak, there's still again this uh, stage to happen tonight on the uh, final day of the Tour. Uh, Finals day of the Tour of Italy, the Giro, uh, Rome to Rome. Um, we always say the last day is a procession, but nothing stops Ineos to race tonight. There's no guarantee. There's there's no... Only, just to put the setting correctly, yeah. there's 14 seconds difference. Yeah. There's 13 seconds to be won on intermediate sprint and on the win, the, yeah. boni- the bonuses. So 10 on the win. 10 on the to win. To win the stage three, yeah, and three on the sprint. And so, what if they split the field? What if yeah. there's a... Yeah. I mean... What... what uh, what would, will happen? Would, would Ineos do anything? But if it happens, they would seize the opportunity. That's cool. sure. I mean, they'd be silly not to. And it, it is a bike race. Yeah. There's no written rule saying, okay, the final stage generally in a Grand Tour is a procession because the GC is sorted. Yeah. That's the only reason. And hate to bring it up, but in all seriousness. I know. <laughs> the, the 89 one, I know. 
it was the final stage that yeah. decided because it was a TT. That is the only, you know, that's, it's on. Stage 21 is a bike race. So, you know, and there, and there was a year, there was a year that man, you know, who didn't win the tour, but who at the time was leading it called Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But remember that on the final stage, Ulrich and himself, they sprinted for the first intermediate sprint. Yeah. It was like 50 seconds. Yeah. But there was that nervousness and that was 50 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The race was done. And let's, let's, you know, Paris is more of a procession in terms of, you know, it's always a day for the sprinters, full stop. But 14 seconds. But can can you now put discreetly or not? pressure on Yumbo. Well, the only way, well, if I, if I can flip it and talk the tactics of Yumbo or yeah, what I'd okay. be saying, I'd be saying to them, you're on the front. As soon as the champagne pops and all that stuff is out of the way, you guys are on the front. You control the race. You are controlling the race and you are just completely discouraging any attack from any us or any, you know, if you let the race play out itself, um, that's where you, you, you know, a crash, a, a, you yeah. know, a split in a corner. Roglic gets stuck behind and a dead wheel. Like Roglic is meets a good luck every time. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he had his fair share of bad luck. Yeah, so I would mitigate any of that by saying, right, Primoz is in fifth wheel or whatever all day and you guys are keeping riders away mm-hmm. from him. You know, you're keeping it, you know, him safe and just really thwarting any sort of even sort of thoughts for Ineos to go on the attack. You know, you, yeah. you want to discourage him completely. Okay. So yeah. let's see how it pans out. Uh, th- <laughs> third on the, the podium is uh, Joao Almeida. Your favorite. Uh, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, let's be clear. I yeah. don't dislike him. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe he can win a Grand Tour. But I, I'm prepared just to be wrong. Harsh. You are bloody harsh, I'm mate. prepared to be wrong. I'm prepared to be wrong. Is he harsh, um, people? Come on. Uh, he's third. How old is he? He's, he's ar- still young rider. I'm harsh, but uh, on this occasion, I'm right, my friend. He, <laughs> did, he didn't light, did, did he light up the race? Did you think he liked Almeida? He did. Yeah. You know, he did light it up. You know what I liked about him? Now I'm, I'm getting my days mixed up. But it was three or four days ago, and this is where he actually lost his time. Mm-hmm. But he was the one who launched the attack. Uh, he did. He won the stage. He launched an attack there to win that yeah, stage. True. So, but he laid it all out there. And in doing so, I think it was the next day it cost him. Whereas he probably should have sat back and waited. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm convinced. I'm, I'm pretty prepared. confident Almeida will win a Grand Tour. I'm prepared to be wrong. Yeah, I think uh, I think he will. He's still so young. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's he's up against some tough opposition this yeah. in this generation. In his team, <laughs> and in his team, yeah, that's true. Um, but they should be. I mean, yeah, he, he, they'd be pretty happy with him. Would would, he, would, he, would UAE be happy with him? I think so. Yeah. Third, G, Third, that's you know, he's and he's dodged. You know, when I say dodge some bullets, you know, this this was a Giro. You get a big tick just for surviving this year, don't you? Yes. Let's remember COVID comeback, just mm-hmm. illness in general. A lot of riders got sick, yeah. really sick, and had to pull out. Um, crashes, etc. So he survived a lot. So he showed his sort of you know maturity, yes. And yes, there is a bit of luck or bad luck that obviously comes into play. But he showed that he could roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, for big me, ride. for me, he's still like Henrik Mas. So right. that's, that's my that's my vision. Oh, so, oh okay, yeah, same, same bucket as yeah, Henrik Mas. Yeah, okay, all that's, right, that's we'll it. see. Uh, um, now let's talk about something more important. Thibaut Pino. Uh, Thibaut Pino had the Giro of his life. He had an amazing Giro. So why is that? Is it because he knows he's retiring and he already said he's not going to continue? He wants to finish on a high and he really wanted that stage win. But in the end, he's uh, going home with a KOM jersey. He's going home with a. Uh, couple of second places and yeah. especially going on with a top five. I think, I wonder if he'd give up 
you know, fifth place for a stage win. I think he would. I think he'd. I think he'd take. I would tenth. say he would. Yeah, tenth for one stage win yeah. and the KOM. Um, but it has been a brilliant tour. And look, he was allowed that leeway on that day. And at one point, it looked like, does he dare to dream? Yeah. You know, and in the comms, they were calling it. Maddie Keenan said it. Does he dare to dream of a podium place? Because it was looking. Mm. You know, there was a chance, and I would have loved to have seen that. But that allowed him to get some extra time, and then he delivered on that final mountain stage, and he delivered a damn good TT. Yeah. He did a really good time finished trial. Fifth, so. Finished fifth on the TT. Mm. So. That's probably, no, the highest made, he's, that's probably the highest he's ever been on a TT. Yeah. So back to what you said at the start. No, it doesn't highlight, you know, the fact that he's chilled. He knows it's the end of the season. Highlights he's a class bike rider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just a – he's a class bike rider. You know, the one – for me, with I'll, I'll forever remember Thibaut Pino. There's a couple of things. One was he how put, good he, he was put, at the Vuelta. He podiumed at the Tour de France. Yeah, well. let's remember and that. And the tour that got away from him. Yep. When it, when he injured his leg and yep. had to withdraw. For me, that was the tour. Yeah. If ever he was going to win the tour, you and I were one. having a burger in an Irish bar somewhere in the mountains when we this were, happened. We <laughs> were. I know. <laughs> I, I was. I, I was. I, I believe at this stage I was equally as devastated as mm-hmm. you probably. Oh, yeah. That was because he was. Yeah, totally was. He was lighting up the race. Mm-hmm. He won on the Tourmalet. Yeah, but great, great ride by him. Absolutely. So uh, that's uh, Thibaut Pino in the top five. I think the one to mention as well in the top ten. Uh, I'm not going to give you the whole top ten, but uh, Dunbar. Yeah, uh, it was Dunbar yesterday. Uh, he, he dropped from fourth to ten to seventh. Yeah, uh, still a very good tour for Jaco Alula. Yeah, I was going to say let's wrap for, that up yeah. into the Jaco because two two stage wins. Yep, Italian yeah. champ winning mm-hmm. a stage. Of course, Michael Matthews winning uh, quite early on in the first week. Yeah, um, yeah and a top and, ten and overall. No, happy days. Jerry Ryan's there once again, you know. Australian cycling, we've got to keep Jerry happy. Yeah. <laughs> he, props up, he props up our whole sport in this country. Michael Hepburn. Uh, he's done, he, he was – Heppy was – Heppy, if you're listening, massive kudos. Yeah, he, he rode – I thought he – and I mean, you know what? Michael Matthews said it, and I think one of the other riders – look, when, when things are good, you're all singing each other's praises. Mm-hmm. But I tend to agree with them. This is one of the best Jayco – teams, yeah. team units working together well and all contributing, I reckon I've seen in a long time. And Hepburn was brilliant. I yeah. thought he was... Mm-hmm. Geez, I, I, I thought, really thought, want someone like him and Durbridge. I put them in a similar bucket. I hope they have big success one day for all the work that they do for others. Um, on the classics? More on the classics? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's where they're going to get it, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Or, or a stage win at a Grand Tour, you know, slip into a break. Yeah. But... um. And Hepburn was in that move on the on the final mountain stage. Oh, he um, thought he was a climber. He, he was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's he he has ridden really well. So well done, Hippy. Absolutely. And to uh, conclude on the jersey, of course, we got uh, Almeida brings the the white jersey. We should have said this earlier. Yep. On, so the the young rider jersey and the Ciclamino is uh, Jonathan Milan from Bahrain, uh, victorious. I can't wait to see that guy, that big guy at the tour. Yeah, he was brilliant. Not this year, though, oh, would he? No, he won't. No. I would no. I think the fact that he's gone all the way to the end yeah, exactly. and raced, raced hard, he won't go to the tour. Yeah, you don't think, but who knows? He'll, he'll be there surely. Based off this, they got to take him next year. Yeah, Milan, mm-hmm. you would think. Um, we're going to talk about also just on the Aussie back to the Aussies. Yep, Caden Groves. Yeah, <laughs> didn't finish, but so wrapped that he got his stage win on stage five. That yep. was a good one. Remember, remember he he flatted seven k's out. Or yep. came down in the crash, mm-hmm. got back on within seven k's, and somehow won a stage. So, yeah. in, t- in terms of nations, uh, we've got uh, Germany's at the top. Is it? Uh, no, I think the Italians. Italian? Okay. Milan. 
to date, there's only won one stage, mm-hmm. could win tonight. Bayes won for Italy, and then Danese, and then, of course, Zana for Jake yeah, Alula. Yeah. So four Italians, three German wins with Dens mm-hmm. and Ackerman. Um, two, a couple of Colombians, I think you said. Yeah, two Colombians, earlier. two French. A couple of French. Two, two Australians, of course. Yeah, two Australians. And then you get ones like Mads Pedersen, Dane Ben Healy. Yeah. He was brilliant. We forget Ben Healy. Special, yeah, special mention to him. Special mention to him and uh, EF. Because yeah. two days later, Magnus Court won as well. Yeah. Remember in that freezing cold. Freezing, freezing cold yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've had a pretty good. Absolutely, they've had a pretty good tour. The one I want to mention as well is the other G, because uh, yes. Derek, Derek G for me is, and for a lot of people, is the revelation of uh, of this uh, Giro d'Italia. But look at it, Derek G, second fourth on four stages. Yeah, he's also second on the Ciclamino and second on the KOM jerseys. You know, the so first, the guy is second a lot. <laughs> you know, the first thing I think about that. Pulido? He's earned, no, well, he's earned, he's earned some good prize money. Yeah, for the team and That's for himself. That's how I used to think when I was racing. Be like, oh, hang on, what's second on the what's second on the points class? Second on KOM. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, that's actually a phenomenal stat. I so everyone wanted him to win one, yeah. didn't we? We yeah. we wanted you wanted to see him win one because he it was incredible how many breaks he made. Not just the breaks he made. But the fact that he was fighting for the victory mm-hmm. in at least four that we know, yeah. and there was probably a couple of others where he was floating around. This guy's... I hope this isn't a flash in the pan, and I'm not saying it will be, mm-hmm. but I just hope I hope he wins big because, you know... So what, because we've seen this before. We've mm-hmm. seen this at several Grand Tours, uh, people, uh, riders that were there for that tour. and, uh, and Yeah, we, they, they sort of haven't delivered since, yeah. yeah. But what can the team do with him? Because let's focus as well on the team. Israel Premier Tech, they used to have, let's say, not ageism, but probably riders that were towards the end of their yeah. career. And I read a fact that uh, for this recruitment season, they've got the youngest recruitment. They, they've hired and, and got the services That's of, good... of young, like the youngest yeah. um, draft, if you, if you for yeah. lack of better words. Um, what does that say about the team in terms of investment in the future? And well, a guy like him, what can he do for them? Well, it says longevity, you'd hope. Because mm-hmm. if they are getting young guys, they're looking for the future. And you know, I'll throw a curly one out there. I mean, he's probably not down to do the tour. He, he's, I'd say he's 100% not down to, the, yeah. to do the tour based on the fact that Are you thinking Vuelta? No, I'm thinking, see how he recovers. Don't announce your team yet, which they wouldn't have. And I'm not sure who else will be in the mix. Froome is going to go. Simon Clark might go now because yeah. he withdrew, remember, early. Mm-hmm. But if Derek G is up and about and he recovers all right, I wouldn't say – I would not rule out the fact of taking him to the Tour de France. Really? Yeah. And I know it's only, what, he's got four weeks recovery, but he's not going there to win it. He's not trying to win the bike race. Mm-hmm. He's going there to maybe pick off a stage. And based on what he did here – like, let's face so, it. So going, going down this road – how do they keep the um, the sorry the, the the stamina for him? Because do they keep really a high level intensity for the next? Because the tour is in three weeks. No, no, you let him recover. So you completely recover. Uh, yeah, for me, you completely let him have three. You you tell him to go home and have a week off, <laughs> yeah. or you know, whatever the scientists say nowadays in in training methods. But you effectively go home and do nothing for a week as in mentally mm-hmm. so give yourself a mental rest as well as physical for the next two weeks you're just pedaling around not doing much and then the week before or you know 10 days out you're doing a little bit of intensity bit of motor pacing bringing him back up and then you're giving him three or four days rico 
before his last hit out before the start. He's had four weeks and then you, you throw him in there and, you know, and I think there's a psychology to it too. Imagine, imagine they, imagine, Imagine they say to him now, you're on the short list or you're on the you're on the long list. So they don't give him any guarantees. They yeah. see how he recovers. Each week they're bringing him and then imagine imagine Derek G seven days out, nine days out, they say, You're up. Mate, we have total faith in you mm-hmm. and you are going to you are you are going to either help one of our riders win a stage or you're going to deliver one for us. You're amazing at the Giro and we know you can do it here. I like what you're thinking because Look at the way the route is as well at the Tour. We start with the Pays Basque straight yep, away. Yep. So Bilbao is going to be you know, a, different, a different type of stage. But yeah. very quickly we go up. Mm. And very quickly uh, Derek G could do something in one of the very early stages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. Mm. I like the idea of rolling the dice with him. I mean, again, go back to the four, four second places. When was the last time we saw an opportunistic rider be that good yeah. in three weeks? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have, you know, uh, for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah, Court to Nielsen, be that good. And Court, Court Nielsen at the Tour has done it, something similar. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he has. He's, he's picked off, he, yeah. and he would have won a stage. So yes, he's he Bo- gets Bolke the, Bolema, but he's that that kind of rider. Yeah, Bolke Bolema, yeah. These guys that pick up the the the, the exact. I mean, stage. this was this was pretty special. Like four seconds, like yeah. that's huge, 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 huge. You know, people don't realize how mm-hmm. hard it is just to just to get to the pointy end of maybe winning. Yeah. Is massive in itself. There's a very bad um, dad joke in it. Uh, the team is called Israel Premier Tech. Is, they should be called Israel Second Tech. Second. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, sure. Come on. We have to that's live a, with that joke. That's a shocker. <laughs> that's that's a pretty shocker. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, mate, you're scraping the barrel with that one. Mate, it's the end of the um, world. Uh, right, this was the uh, SBS Cycling uh, Hang podcast. on a minute. Hang ah. on a minute. We've, I, know, I know the Giro actually has not finished, but... There's other racing. Yeah, sales pitch for the tour. Because guess what happened overnight? Ah, no, tell us. I'll, I'll let you tell it because I know, I know what happened overnight. Caleb Ewan won his first race of the season. How important is this? This is massive. Not a massive race, but it was a 1.1, and he did get the better of Tim Merlier, who's, you know, one mm-hmm. of the gun sprinters on the world scene at the moment. But, but just importantly, his first win of the year, the team backed him what it will do for his confidence and morale. So giddy up, Caleb, four weeks to go. It couldn't have come at a better time. I was going to ask, is it the best, the better time for him to actually do this? Oh, it's a total. I mean, base, because he hasn't had a win yet, but he's, he's had a few placings, but sprinters have to win. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they're paid to win. They're not, they're not paid to finish second. Like, like a Grand Tour rider, unlike a Grand Tour rider, Garrett Thomas has finished second. That's an amazing result. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, and, and it's not a win. That's okay. Caleb, you don't finish second. You're the first loser. Yeah, as a sprinter, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's any team with sprinters. You know, sprinters are paid to win multiple times throughout the year. He's just got to deliver one stage win at the tour for Lotto, and that'll make his season. Yeah. Okay. So to get this win, how how much of uh, this is noticed by other uh, other sprinters? sprinters? So Merlier, yeah. Merlier saw it firsthand. Th- but uh, yeah. anybody, else, someone, even someone like Cav, who can talk about Cav yeah, as well. Yeah. Are they noticing? Are they saying, "Ooh." Is one. It's a smaller race, but yeah. they go. He's on the winning track. Yeah, totally. They, they, they know. They know what it's like. They yeah. know. You know, a sprinter gets a win. It's going to be good for the morale. But then there would be a couple of sprinters that would be like, ha, "I'm not there. He's not there. So and so's at the Giro." Yeah. Mm-hmm. All he beat was Merli. Not a big deal. Yeah. You know. So mind games, but yeah, it's mind games. But the psyche for Caleb is, I think, important. super yeah, important. Okay. Uh, before we finish, uh, Cavendish, because we we want to mention Cavendish, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, is he going to be at the tour? 
what do you think of Cavendish uh, and and he's announced his retirement during this uh, this Giro of course he's going to finish the season uh, but that will be his last season yeah. for emotional Cavendish when he said so um, but how do you rate his riding here and is it a prep for the Tour de France uh, what, what's where is he at I ra- I rate where is, his, he, where yeah, is, he, where is I, he hunting yeah I rate his Giro yeah and because he went to I the want end. to see him at the tour. And like I he went to the end, he went through all yeah. the big mountains. And but yeah. but for him doing this, you could you could argue, or oh, he's not going to do the tour. But you, there's also an argument, I think, in saying he's done this so that he's he knows he's where ready. he's at. He's ready for the big mountains because he's going to have to go yeah. over some big, even bigger mountains in France if he wants to be there for the for the sprint for that ultimate sprint win. I don't have I don't have the fullest starter squad in front of me the uh-huh. list so I'm curious now to think oh, who's who didn't do the Giro that will go to the tour because there's eight spots yeah. and there's only eight mm-hmm. now you know it, it it's actually a line ball decision as good as it sounds and the fairy tale and all that of Cav going to the tour and you still got to win yeah they still want you to win they're not giving that a starter aren't going to give him a fairy tale three weeks just to turn up. Mm-hmm. And, and get claps from the crowd. They want him to win. So unless they truly believe he can win, they won't send him. So to me, it's a line ball decision. I hope he goes and I think he can win. And I think the tour for Cav, you know, he'll feel at home. Mm-hmm. The Giro, yeah, is special to him. And Italy's a special place to him. He lived there for many years. But he's he still, in his mind, will turn up to the tour and be like, yeah, check me out. I'm Appa- here because he I can apparently win. Apparently he doesn't want that other win. And apparently he's, he doesn't care about the record. <laughs> apparently he doesn't care about it. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> hey, Mark Renshaw said the classic comment uh, when he was working on the comms with us uh-huh. in the first uh, 10, 12 days. And, and it's so true. And I've never thought about it like this. He says, you know, what people are forgetting, he has the record. Yeah. He yeah, has already, it jointly he, with Eddie Merckx. Yeah. It's just that he, he doesn't have it outright, but he has the record. Mm-hmm. He does have the record. And it's true. And I thought, yeah, that's true. We keep saying, oh, the, the, uh, he doesn't have the record. Well, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just hasn't got that one more. But so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, look, I'll be honest. I sway between what I wanted to see him do. I think I want him to get the record now. Me too. I don't think I want to. Just because you want it in your lifetime, my friend. Yeah, well, it's this, to do it in this generation. Yeah. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah. You know, it's, we talk about the Pogacars and, and Vingago mm-hmm. and these guys and Vanderpols and what these guys are achieving. They're taking the sport back yeah. 40 years. You know, Pog uh, winning Flanders. Mm-hmm. You know, they're taking the sport back. Um, so to yeah. win, to be able to get the record of two stage wins in the year 2023 is phenomenal. And you know what? It would be all to be played for on SBS because we'll have every single stage uh, at the Tour de France, of course, like every year, uh, live. On covered, the, all bases, absolutely. all angles. Thank you for uh, this uh, Giro series of podcasts. We had our own issues as well, of course, but uh, we made it through, Maka. We have. <laughs> we Sort of like the Giro race itself. Yeah. We, 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 you know, we almost had a couple of DNFs, a couple of DNSs. I Couple of illnesses. But you know what? Yeah. Let's not look. Let's not look in the in the rearview mirror. We look ahead. We're looking forward, people. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Too. Thank you, Mike, yeah. and thank you to every one of you from the Couch Peloton for tuning in to this uh, Giro special podcast. And uh, we uh, cannot wait to uh, talk to you uh, at the Tour de France, and probably there will be a podcast in between. But uh, until then, it's bye for now. 